Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sour and Sass. I am so excited to be joined by Latney Conan, who is an amazing CMO, who is pioneering a lot of stuff on the ABM side. So super excited to chat about, I think, one of the biggest topics right now in B2B SaaS. So thanks for joining us, Latney. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm just trying to decide, you know, I got to pick my poison wisely, right? <laughs> Both are poison, so we're we're choosing between two evils. I was telling you offline, like ironically, I'm not a huge sour. Like I don't like sour, and I host a sour show. So here we are. So I'm always equally in it with you. Now, before we jump in, I had a question. We'll jump into the sour, but we can jump into the interview. So, six cents. What you're doing there? And what you're trying to communicate, what have you found to be like the hardest part of differentiating Sixth Sense from Terminus, Rollworks, Madison Logic, and the rest of this like ABM community as CMO? Like, how are you going about that? You know, how are you trying to differentiate in this kind of noisy type ABM space? So a couple things. Um it struck me as kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know how many virtual wine tastings you've done, but I've done a bunch. <laughs> I don't need to do another virtual wine tasting. Um, but but one of the things that they do is they spend a lot of time talking about where the vineyard is, the soil, the grapes, how the climate, <laughs> the type of grapes the history behind the why of the vintner and why he did all this stuff, right? And and we joke, right? But um, I know when I do drink wine, it's to me less about the, the vintner and this and that and more about the region. Like I know Alexander Valley, I'm gonna like that wine. I know Lore Valley, yeah. probably gonna be really good. So I've just, as I've honed my kind of not very refined taste. Yeah. I know that the, the region it's from is typically, I know it's going to be good if it's from a good region. Okay. So why am I, you're like, what does this have to do with anything? Well, here's why. Um, coming back to the original question, if you think about where Terminus and Madison Logic and a bunch of the ones that you just mentioned came from is they were advertising platforms. They come from the ad space. Just fine. So that's their soil. That's yeah. their grapes. We came from predictive analytics. Okay. Um, that's our soil. That's our grapes. And they're very different. So in order to make predictions, which is what we originally set out to do. So we originally set out to say, hey, uh, you know, our, our founder, Amanda, said it was a con marketing consultant, a demand gen consultant. And she said, I just feel like we're always either too early or too late. And if I just knew who was in market for what we do, I would make this whole demand gen thing a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd just go after them. <laughs> yeah. um, and so that's what they set out to do. They set out to break the, the paradigm of just blanketing and hoping to get something back and saying, let's predict who's a good fit for us okay. from an account perspective. Yep. Let's predict who at that account even matters, okay. what, who, what the buying team should look like, not based on what we think or what the last deal was, but based on real math. Okay. Um, let's predict 
what their behavior is and not just what the, the behavior they tell us about, because guess what? That's a lot of the buyers are liars. You heard it here first. A lot of their behavior is anonymous. And let's predict if they're actually in market and where they are from a timing perspective. So that's what we originally set out to do. Now to do that is actually, it's really hard and it yeah. takes a lot of data. Um, it takes being able to bring in a lot of data, scrub it, enrich it to be able to make those predictions. And so the core of Sixth Sense yeah. is actually what like an embedded CDP and a, a big data, true ML, big data AI. That's our infrastructure. And so that's our grapes, you know, that's our, that's our region, that's our soil. And then, and that actually creates a huge differentiation because that's actually really hard. Then oh, we, hard. then we built on top of that, a B2B DSP or advertising platform shortly thereafter, because it's great to have the data, but you want to be able to, um, of course, do something with it. No, and so I have so much I want to unpack here, but we have to do the sour candy. So okay, it's not it's not grapes, but it it is effective. So let me see. Are you ready? Yeah, I am actually just hold on one second. I'm gonna change my mic. Okay. Hello. Hello, hello. Sounds great. Or actually, no. Let me do this echo cancellation. Sorry, I was oh, getting- Oh yeah, that's a magic one. Yeah, I was getting an echo, so I can't go- Are we doing better now? With that. Yes, I love you, Garrett, but I don't want to hear you 10 times. <laughs> I don't want to hear you 10 times. You seem like a nice guy, but one time is enough. All right, so which one are you doing? I think I'm, I'm doing... going to go with orange pineapple, because that seems like a cool combo. Yeah, I got the green one. Okay, here we go. Right. Now, I happen to dabble a little bit, let's say, in some RevOps stuff with data, firmographics. I built my own scoring models using, like, custom APIs from, like, SEMrush, SpyFu, and Ahrefs, so I can understand purchase intent of my space. If someone was investing enough in digital to be an ideal customer, I built logarithmic scoring models. We have a pretty good RevOps environment between sales development, like, lead gen, brand, things like that. Now... I've messed around. How, how like easy? How easy was that to do? Not easy. No, no, no. Like you have to be disciplined, capable, have a certain mentality, and then you need multiple developers. So, Not do you easy. think the average Joe Smo marketing team could do that on their own? Yes, but no. Just like everything. Like, can everybody do SEO? Yeah. Can they do it on their own? Not always. Can people do paid media? Yeah. Not always. Right. So. But my, one of the things I've always believed is what you said, right? Timing is everything. Timing is everything. If I knew, so like sales development, right? The reason SDR teams and SDR leaders send so many emails, even though they all want to send more personalized and add value and there's all this stuff about it, every leader I've ever met with to hit their KPIs starts to send more emails because they don't know timing, right? Yep. And so... I've tried things like Bombora, and the truth is, is their ability to get timing right wasn't still capable. So how does like Sixth Sense overcome the fact that like getting 
the CDB, CDP stuff, like a live ramp or whatever you want to talk about, right? Like how do you guys get the data so that an advertiser, like what are we really, how do we get intent? Like how do we know intent and how can the average marketer like myself figure out intent? Uh, is it only through six cents? Is there something we are missing? Like how, how do we figure out intent? Because it's something I've always struggled with myself. Well, so we have our own proprietary intent engine. Okay. Okay. We also partner with Bumpor and bring that data in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of companies that use Trust Radius and, and, um, and uh, G2 and things like that. Yeah. I think that the term intent is actually not a great term because okay. just because there's a signal doesn't necessarily mean there's intent. It's a signal. Just because they're reading a bunch of articles on SEO doesn't actually mean they're hiring an SEO agency. They might be hiring internally and want to manage them better, right? Like Maybe, yeah. Um, the other thing is you have to look at your historical pattern. And so one of the things that we do is we're not just giving you data. We're actually building a model that's based on historical patterns and getting smarter all and all the time. As it as you open opportunities, as you close deals, wow, model is always improving, and so it's not a generic. Here's a stream of surge or um, accounts researching you on on G two, which is actually still good and important data and signal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's that sort of that step further. Okay. Um, the other thing that we found that's really important. Um, is people need to have be able to interpret the data and so a raw score this account is doing this yeah. it's just not that helpful right if you think about mm -hmm. me as a bdr or a salesperson mm -hmm. so what we try to expose is yes we believe that this is in this buying stage but here's all the reasons why mm-hmm these are the keywords that they've researched. This is where they've been on your website. This is, you know, so so literally there's a graph that shows this is how many people at that account are engaged. This is where those people are located. So all of a sudden it doesn't, you know, if you're a, a hungry, hardworking uh, hunter or BDR, you see the account is in the buying stage that probably makes sense to reach out, which we, we actually timestamp that and we call it a six QA, a six cents qualified account. So you come in every day and you know, this is my fresh list of people that are, you know, and the model gets back tested Garrett, by the way. So, That's awesome. so you can see like, it's not right every time it, it's AI, right? But 80% is a lot better than pachow, 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 right? So, you come in, you see your new accounts that have six QA'd, but then you go and see why. Why? Who? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow, four people. And these are the keywords. And those keywords, I, I've got a talk track for those keywords. And I understand that persona. And all yeah. of a sudden, it's like a whole new paradigm of engagement, which is ultimately, you know, we don't want AI and big data for that's for sake of that. Like that stuff's actually 
I find kind of boring. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a marketer. I'm a, I, I like brand. I want to connect. I want to, but when I have that, all of a sudden I can start to do some really unique things. So the ads that I serve, I'm not going to serve you any old ad. I'm going to serve you an ad based on the intent keyword I know you're researching. I love that. Now, one of the things I found, so I'm a big ABM person, like just in general, like I, our whole go-to-market strategies are on ABM. Those things, and I use Terminus, right? So, like, I pay for the platforms. I've evaluated a lot of the platforms. Sounds like you guys are offering something beyond advertising, like you talked about earlier with the vineyards, right? It sounds like you have a sales solution and all this stuff. When we're working with brands, large SaaS brands that want to spend millions of dollars a month or things like that, right? Like Zoom Infos, New Relics, Sumo Logic, like large players, gain integrity on your website to client ours, right? Like, they have this assumption around ABM that ABM equals net new. And traditionally when they say ABM, they're saying advertising, okay? So within the lens of ABM advertising, I have found that display advertising does not generate net new purchase intent, but is much more complimentary. Is there something I'm missing or something in the market that we could be doing different, that other people could be doing different? Because people come to me all the time, whether it's our community or our clients and say, I want to do ABM. I'm trying to hit my pipeline goals, right? Sales wants better leads. They're trying to get aligned with the management team. They need to, you know, raise AOV. They need more seats. Search isn't working because they can't get firmographics in there. Social is not working because they can't get intent. So they get their ABM list. They launch their ads. And across millions of dollars, I can tell you, not a lot of net new occurs. Is there a change we need to think of as marketers? Is it because all the brands like Terminus are selling it as net new? So people are thinking it does net new or can it do net new and we're doing it wrong and they're doing it wrong? Like where does new pipeline generation and ABM advertising fit? See, I think you're asking a few questions. So let me just unpack. So is account-based advertising ABM? No, that's okay. insane. So those things need uh, account-based advertising and display advertising is a tactic. Okay. It's okay. a good tactic when applied at the, at the right place, but that's all it is. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I, we insight partners is a big investor of ours and the operating partner there and I are friends and he calls it ABX. And I think that's really smart because ABM, there's so much like misinformation. Like you just said, it's it's just for net new, it's just display advertising. And so why ABX? Because like I think of it as an account-based experience. Like I am going to orchestrate an account-based experience. And it starts with the business objective. And that business objective might be to generate net new. It might be to build awareness in a territory that we want to hire a rep in. And so I need to warm that territory up. That's a great display use case. Like I need them to start to know who Sixth Sense is. Does that mean they're gonna come and request a demo on my website tomorrow? No, and that's yeah. in, I think that's really insane to, if that's your objective, um, I think you're gonna be disappointed. And also, you know, I think the reason that we in marketing get paid the medium sized bucks is it's hard. There isn't one tactical silver bullet. Um, and that's why when I think about, and I love, what I have access to with my platform is I can see exactly where an account is in their buying journey. And I think different tactics work better at different stages of their buying journey. And yeah, so, so I like actually think, yes. Yeah, so I actually think early stage display is a great, great tactic 
to build awareness. It's relatively cheap. Um, and it's a good, and we've AB tested like taking accounts that sh were showing no intent, I mean, under a rock, okay. and doing display and not doing display. And account, we had two accounts organically, they got nothing, and they still ended up finding their way to our website out of a huge yeah. cohort. Much larger percentage found their way to their website after a display in the same period of time. So yes, now did they fill out a form and want a demo and were they ready to buy? No, but that's okay, right? My objective was to take people who didn't know a lot about us at all and drive awareness. Now, once they're aware and they're fishing around and they're showing intent, I gotta get a damn meeting, right? Yeah, and so, and so I'm probably going to use more expensive mechanisms. Like I might layer in LinkedIn. Right. And by the way, our segments integrate with LinkedIn. So you can make sure that you are getting firmographic, technographic, all those things. Right. So so then I, maybe I want to start to hit him with LinkedIn. Then then maybe I want to go ahead and start my cadence. Mm. Right. And I'm going to yeah. do my cadence based on the account, the persona, their timing and their keywords. So it's highly personalized. Now, if I'm doing that and I'm still not getting a meeting, but I can see that that account is like ready to buy, I'm going to hit them with a direct mail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it's, which is the most expensive tactic really. Right. Other than like an event or whatever, but you see what I'm saying? So, um, I'm basically optimizing my engine based on the engine, based on where they are and smaller business objectives than just, I need to, to drive revenue. Like you gotta kind of really break it down into these smaller micro parts of the journey and what works yeah, best yeah. at that stage. And as well, well, what I hear you saying too, I think it's really cool is it's what I believe, right? Is it's marketing and sales working together for a common objective to try to break into an account, right? Marketing has a place for awareness, sales development has a place or you know, business development through sequences content has a place to support that journey right now one of the hard parts though i found especially in larger organizations is this person who wants to do what you're talking about is traditionally a demand gen director of demand gen demand gen manager and that's their title right and they're the ones that are like i want to do abm and they want to do it because they're trying to hit their mql their sql goal mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily have the blessing of what you're communicating right which is Self-development's bought in, the CRO's bought in, the head of sales is bought in. So how can marketers who are like, yes, I've done the role works, I've done the radiuses, I've done the demand bases, I've done the terminuses, I haven't maybe got what I wanted from just display ads. And I need to orchestrate, I need to do the engageos, the six senses, right? I need to have a little bit more account orchestration and engagement and collaboration. How do we go about building those bridges internally? Like, what can we do so that the sales team is like, yeah, you know what? Our mass approach on outreach isn't working. This is better. Like, how do we get them to change as marketers? So uh, I have a question, Garrett. Yeah. What is the most efficient way to double revenue? You're a CEO and a co-founder. Yeah. You have to double revenue and you option A is to double the number of leads. That's option A, answer A. Okay. Answer what? 
So that'd be like, let's say acquisition, like so more leads, right? More leads, double revenue, double leads. Uh, option B is to improve conversions slightly across critical conversion points. Yeah. What's the right answer? There is a right answer. I'd say both. I mean, if we're being really honest, easiest way to double revenue from like a multiple. No, I said efficient. I said efficient. Efficient. Hmm. Of those two options, those are my two options. Yeah. I would say activation. I see exponentially better LTV CAC ratios from improving people from like trial to customer than increasing the amount of trials. Way better LTV CAC, lower CPA, better efficiency capital. That's that is unequivocally. The, the right answer and no marketer is given an unlimited budget if you are can i be the cmo <laughs> like i'll sign up <laughs> let me join right here i live in i'll give you money find me on linkedin um it just is it, it doesn't exist right and so when you show people a cohort analysis of um what it looks like just to double all the garbage in and work it through and yeah. a model that shows, you know, I can double it a lot more efficiently. The light bulbs go on. And if, if, if you're dealing with a salesperson or a sales leader, sales leaders get this actually much better than marketing leaders, because in sales, the only thing you have is your time. And it's all about qualification. People that don't make club are shitty qualifiers. They work their ass off. And they're always the busiest AE and they always have the most pipeline and they got so many deals going and they never make club because they can't qualify. So sales leadership implicitly gets, yeah, stop giving me garbage. I would gladly take less if I knew statistically it had a much better chance of closing. So that I think is the first, um, key point that marketing and sales need to somewhat align and agree on and 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 you know you can't just say like i think you sort of have to boil the the frog a little bit right like i'm not just gonna all of a sudden not not give you leads but what if i start to give you qualified accounts and we look at how those start to move and i'm gonna start to move my objective to teeing up qualified accounts um and you guess go and what? Them, use zoom info use whatever get that data that you need and then you know let's now you can go after somebody that we already knows in the market you're gonna have way better reply rates way better click rates you're gonna break into these accounts and now instead of scaling headcount like crazy and trying to send another three thousand emails we're getting more efficient with our blended you know ltv cac ratio across sales and marketing we feel more confident and now we're, we're going in the right direction yes and so from uh brand perspective, my job is to get accounts in market, right? And, and, and get accounts in market. And from a demand, like it's funny when I talk to our, our demand people, I'm like, think of yourself as demand capture. That's our, what I product, our product market fit, our brand, our category creation activities are gonna create demand. You're not really creating anything. Yeah, it's funny. It's like they call it demand gen, but you're really, I always said like, if you're going to do demand generation, let's make darn sure that when someone has purchase intent, we're discoverable, right? Because it's more about capturing what everything else is doing 
than is like magically being like, we're doing demand gen, everybody wants us now, right? Like it's yeah. a little kind of foo-foo. Now we have one more candy. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, this time I'm going for mango melon. Heck yeah. I've got the watermelon one in front of me. Okay. I'm actually allergic to watermelon, so I'm not going to do that one. Don't do that one. <laughs> They're so sour, aren't they? Now, I'm going to be like so amped up after this. I don't eat a lot of sugar. Yeah. I'm gonna be like so literally like running around my office in circles. <laughs> now with only forty, you guys are talking. Only not here for your picture. I've found in all of this, even when we got the timing right, and the timing is a big, massive part. We still need an offer, something that's like, yes, this is worth my time. Mm -hmm. Have you seen certain offers with the Six Sense community customers working better to get? The right accounts at the right time to still take that action. Is there an offer that you've tested you've seen that works really well? It's so funny. Yesterday I had like all morning, all I was doing was talking to Six Sense customers. Okay. Not even about Six Sense, just about, and, and one of the things that came up was what's your call to action? Right? Because I'm all about, you know, I don't believe in content gating. Okay. I love it. Because um, guess what? An ebook. That's like so lame. That is not like ebooks are great. Content's great. Vid podcast. This is great. Yeah. This is not a call to action. No, no. It's in a moment to understand if you want to work with our brand, who we're about, if you like our energy, if you want to explore more, right? It's just a, it's a, it's a helpful touch to say, this is what we're about, right? Yeah. So, so I think what you have to do is think about how can I bring the experience with my product up as early as possible? And I feel like everyone's become obsessed with like a freemium or free, it doesn't have to be a freemium. It doesn't have to be a trial, right? There's ways to deliver. And um, Kevin, the, the CMO at Zenefits, he calls it a product snack. Okay. I think that I love, I love that. No. What is your snack, right? That gets them. So for us, we have an in-market demand report. Yeah, I think I saw that. I call it the magic moment, right? What's the magic moment of like your product and value? And how do we get someone to envision, right? The value they'd experience. Yeah, like let me show you right now how many accounts are in market for what you do. Now that's a small piece of what Sixth Sense does. We just talked about where we have a yeah, yeah. SP, we have this, we have so. So I think people get their mind, they're like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. take yeah. something small that can deliver value quickly and offer a, and offer a product snack. You know what I mean? It could even be an assessment, you know, some of the more traditional things like that. Um, so I think that's um, no, really I think important to think about like what value is changing hands, right? You know, how are we giving, how are we giving First, yeah. I love that. And so we're, we're, you know, we're wrapping up here in a second, but I think I have a, this kind of question that I think is so important because nobody gets to talk about this and it's someone's watching this. They're like, you know what, lightning, like I'm all in, I love what you're talking about. I, I got to get more efficient. I feel like we've just been pouring more and more at the top and I'm not getting increasing marginal returns on the bottom. I got to do something different. 
before they go reach out to six cents and get a demo and they're ready to work with you guys, what's the hard work they need to do internally so this actually works? Right before we jump all in on ABM, because I see so many people who are treating like ABM like their marketing savior, which it can be in certain senses, but only in the right foundational infrastructure. So what's the foundation? What's the infrastructure? What's the work we should do? Like, what are your best clients at Sixth Sense? What do they have in place versus the people who churn after a year because they never got value for internal reasons? Like, what, what, what are like, what do we need to do to be ready for ABM? Well, so maybe this is more just a philosophy of kind of how I roll, but I don't really like to tell people what I'm up to until I've sort of already done it and proved and made it successful. <laughs> Yeah. So I think it's a mistake to go around and say, like, I think you kind of got to do some stuff in stealth mode, right? Okay. And, um, you know, and start start to really prove out. And then, like, nothing gets people on board like like success, right? So thinking about, like, like just thinking through your buying journey and not what you want them to do. What jobs do they need to do? Mm. And how are you going to provide, you know, and then you can get the tool to orchestrate, making sure that, that it gets delivered at the right time, because without it, you're just putting it out there and hoping. But, yeah. but you know, again, we talked about a CTA, like you can have my solution. And but if if your CTAs suck, if your website sucks, if your content sucks, there's only so far I can get you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so I think thinking through, um, let's say I did have this amazing solution that told me exactly where everyone is. What would I ideally do in each of those phases? And how can I, you know, start to make sure I have assets to be able to do that? I love that. It's like if you were dating, right? And you said, look, these are all the women in the room who are single and they'd be interested in you and you can point them all out, right? So you don't have to go reject. You can walk up to them. It's like, but dude, are you ready? Like, have you worked on yourself? Like, do you have your stuff in order? Is that kind of what you're saying? And then it's like, look, I can tell you everybody who wants to date your company. Is she going to date you? You're like, she, bad you and yeah, like, maybe. Options, dude. like, are yeah. you really the best option for her? Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's like actually making yourself desirable. I think a big, like, yeah, I think people kind of jump forward. They, they do that with us a lot. You know, we won't take people on who maybe like, I can't like magically like paid media, SEO, ABM. There's no magic bullet, right? All we do is accelerate companies that would do great without us. The truth, like we don't make like, like I think in my honest of hearts, like none of our best clients could like, could they could all do it without us. We can accelerate them, but we're, we're not the reason they're successful in marketing. I love to say, because it's like they're successful because they have a great product, great culture, great management team, great customer success. Oh, and yeah, we lower their CPA or we increase AOV or we help with certain areas. But I think it really is they have to they have to be a great business in a sense before you know ABM can be a magic board, right? Yeah. And then the other thing is, um, I mean, I talk about ICP all the time. Yeah. And I actually I presented at a college to to marketers and they said, when we interview, what should we ask? I said, ask in the interview process if they know their ICP. Because mm. a lot of people don't. And you don't want to work with those companies because they're just not going to be successful. <laughs> and you're fucked as a marketer. If, if if you don't know the ICP, then you're just going to be pouring money into, again, and that's when you're going to get sales complaining about the MQLs. So, 
You know, I think helping people understand that concept, thinking through your segmentation, um, you know, really getting alignment with sales on what are those critical like conversion points in the journey? I call it like your revenue operating model. And yeah, who are the people we're not working with? Let's just be real. Like who are we not yes, working with? Who are we not working with? And for the people we are working with, what's our ASP? What's our cycle time? What's our conversion rates for all of these critical things? Because then it's like, now I have something that I can go and improve. Like I talked about the A answer versus the B answer. If you have that revenue operating model, then I can say, here's where we are today. I want to increase this thing by 50%. Giddy up. And here's how I'm going to do it. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything you want to share uh, with the group? I know you have your amazing book that you wrote. Is there any way people can follow you, maybe get access to your book, anything like that? Yeah, we're, we're doing, an, I think, a 99 cent promo now. So, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's an audio book, a physical book, a Kindle, lots of books. Okay. Um, so, that's a, a great way to, and I go through a lot of these concepts in a lot of detail. Um, so, that's, that's something we've got book club in a box. So, if you, you, you know, you talked about change management, and, and I don't sell technology, I sell change. And my technology is a catalyst for change. But one of the things that we're um, doing with a bunch of companies is book club in a box, like read it, understand the concepts, the revenue operate. A lot of things I talked about are in that mopping out your buying jobs because um, that's really foundational to being able to then supercharge it with tech. Yeah. Um, so that's something. And then, yeah, I mean, on hit me on LinkedIn. I'm usually on there. I took a little break for the last couple of weeks with the holidays, but yeah. now it's back to business. I love it. Well, that is amazing stuff. Thank you so much for being here today. And everyone give her a follow, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, and thank you so much for being with us today, Lani. Thanks, Bye, Garrett. Everybody.